because sometimes in life you're never going to record the best bits. That's why I'm never going to be an Instagram success. Caucasian guy and egg white. Before we start, did you want to talk about the Amanda Holden new sitcom? Well, I don't know. I'm half and half about that. Why? What do you think I'm going to say? That's my question to you. I think you're going to say you can't really relate to it because it's uh, mind, mind you, you normally don't you don't like things that you would normally class as safe white comedy or funny. All <laughs> funny. Would I class the Holden girls as safe white comedy? Well, it's Amanda Holden. Lee Francis from Craig David. Yeah, well, who who managed to cancel himself out? Did you see that bit where he was crying afterwards? Going, oh God, I wish I'd never done that. So he was doing what? He was doing Craig David, ruined his career and life. Trisha. Oh yeah, did Trisha. And, but yeah. he, he played out the stereotypes. So to be honest, I was like not as woke as I am now. And I found them very funny back in the day. I laughed at Craig David. I laughed at a Michael Jackson, which is bad now. But then again, he transcends parody. And... What was it? He, he played Mel B as like some sex crazed person. Well, well, well. Hold on, hold on. Are you are you are you just admitting now, live on pod, that you are on the woke bandwagon? No, no, I'm not. Oh no, no, no. I I I woke up to the woke bandwagon. I didn't just like <laughs> plant my flag saying, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just talk about this from this side. It's like Scientology, right? Exactly. L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard was a failed science fiction writer, a failed writer and a failed person who wanted to be a failed person who was a science fiction writer. So he started a religion and just became this big thing. I don't know where I'm going with this one, but because if I hashtag Scientology, we might get more listeners. So, so, so are you saying that the, <laughs> you've actually, you, you're not woke, but you've just started to become woke to, and you want to start a, a woke religion? Hey, oh, well, wouldn't that be cool if I started a woke religion? Diversity, that's what we're going to talk about. Diversity, equality, and other itties. Not titties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that controversial? We're cancelling ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, look, we're digressing. You asked me a very specific question, and we went into so many different directions. I have no idea how to edit this and make it coherent. It's good. I like it. That's good. It makes my job easier. So you asked about the Holden girl. Yeah. So do, do I think you like it? I don't think you're going to say that you like it. You know what? This may shock you. I'm indifferent to it. Now, I know I'm not a big fan of Amanda Holden, but I don't hate her. Don't get me wrong. You know, she's she is what she is and she's popular. And Lee Francis, I don't know. The reason why I'm indifferent to it, and I'm not going to go go like everyone else. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Back to the plot. Shock horror. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then. A woke Asian guy returns back to the plot and isn't the one going off on a long tangent. Well, oh, I mean, no, no. I'll save my long. Episode 32, you are, you are doing something new and innovative. So, to that, I doth my cap to you, sir. No, no, no. I've saved my ammunition for Anton Deck and William and Jacob Rees Mogg. So. What would Jacob Rees-Mogg do? A new game show concept where an overprivileged top is given working class scenarios and told, what would you do, Lord Snooty? Coming soon, just a tip, pod 33. In terms of, thing is, I felt really bad, if you want me to be honest. Yes. Okay, so, I, I see you're quiet because you're thinking, what the fuck is going on? Anyway, so I'm indifferent to that show, indifferent to Lee Francis, who's repented and just does safe white comedy now, you know, it's like stays within his parameters rather than trying to black himself up, essentially, which is what he was doing back in the noughties. Anyway, look, 
everyone on Twitter fucking piled into the Holden show. Everyone's just putting that. I watched it all roll through, and I was like, oh, it's not. Oh, and everyone's just like, oh god, Lee Francis this, Amanda Holden that. This like, you know, I thought it's unjustified. It just just because before they've even seen it, they they sort of judged it, which I thought was bad. At least watch it first. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, definitely. Then, then say it's shit. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's like Last Temptation of Christ. Oh my God, Jesus has sex. <laughs> then well, we haven't watched the movie, but someone told me that he had, has like crazy stuff on there. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, so aside from that, the writer of the show who pitched it wrote it. Basically, went on Twitter. Goes, thanks everybody. You've just basically piled into it without watching it, and you've destroyed a up and coming writer's career, which which made me feel really bad, because I'm sure that writer who pitched it and wrote it is very talented, whereas you and me are <laughs> nowhere near that level, and we we sort of used to getting the general abuse that we do. I, mean, I don't know I how mean, to make that funny. I don't know how can we make that funny I, that statement. I, Phil, because I just I just want to research something just just brief, briefly. Oh, you're actually researching something. Yeah, <laughs> for, I'm, I'm, for the I'm first gonna... time ever, Egg White is actually researching something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. One, hold, is... hold your horses. This is this. What is this? Peston. <laughs> keep chatting. Keep chatting. Okay, I'll keep chatting while you're sort of reading in your mind to formulate it, then to answer. And I don't even know what you're actually going to be researching. So, so how did you know? How did you know that that this the the writer of the show is the up and coming writer of the show? Uh, how how do you know about her? Oh no, what? I don't know anything about her. Should I just do some research that we're going to pause when I'm editing this? What what, what do you what do you know about her? I I just know that she's an up and coming writer. That's what I saw on Twitter. And you believe everything on Twitter. You should do right. Is that right? Well, cause, well, because you sent me a screenshot and it's from someone called. Which we have to bleep the name out of. And looking looking on LinkedIn seems to be seems to make sense. I think she's an she's so she graduated in Cambridge from Cambridge, so she's an Oxbridge graduate. So doesn't say the school, and she's now a junior. Last last mentioned junior creative, which is you know whether or not this is her. This is her. It might not be her, but we can do some research and clarify it. But it looks to be the same person. So you're saying that this this per, this person said uh, I, just, I, I, said, I actually I, pitched wrote an exec produced the Holden Girls, but after negative response, I've seen that you've just bullied a new comedy writer out of the industry. Thanks, guys. So she's saying that due to all this negative feedback, she's now going to change career and change. So so okay, all right. So it, it's bad. Everyone is 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 has is a voicing an opinion and jumping on a bandwagon to slate something because for some reason we love a bitch, don't we? We love to bitch, especially no, no, no. When we, see, we we haven't even seen things. We love to jump on. We love we love a good moan. We love a good run. We love to we love to kind of bring people down a peg or two. Even no, if, no, no, not necessarily. Yeah, I, no, no, I don't think so. I think we've reached peak Holden. That's what it is. We've reached peak Holden and peak Francis. So these people who are popular in some weird way in their kind of like respective shows teamed up to make this comedy series and everyone's gone, no, 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 no. Ah, we can shoot two pigeons with one gun, stone, rock, hand, something. So they've basically done, done a twofer. We can bitch about two things in one go. That's what it is. Have you, have you actually seen the show? You, have you actually seen um, the show? 
I have not seen the show, and I'm not really interested. It's not my kind of show that I'd what? watch. Why are we? Because it lacks it? diversity. Why are we talking about it if you haven't even seen the show? And then we're we're actually you're then say you're then mentioning your point of of at least watch it before you slag it off. You're I basically doing the same thing. I didn't slag you're, off. How, I didn't slag it off. I was actually indifferent. You're the worst sort of woke person. You're the worst woke person I've ever met. Second worst. I'm Who's sure the worst? I can pick a number one. At least, at least. Slag, make me the second or third worst, then just the work your No, you, you, are, you are the worst woke person I've ever met, because basically you, you've completely just been a massive hypocrite, and you said, well, at least watch it before. You know, in fact, rewind to, like, five minutes ago. <laughs> at least watch it before you, got, you make judgments, guys. Yeah, guys. Okay, guys. Okay, 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 guys. And okay. then you haven't even watched it yourself. I've watched it. It's nothing oh. special. It's nothing special. You know what? You know I'm what it is? Gonna, Do you know what they've I, done? Can I'll, I tell you? I just realised what they've and done. I will. I'll persist, I'll persist and I'll watch the entire series. But you're like a 10-year-old child. Wokey, Basically, wokey, you go, you've you committed to one thing. You've got to get in those feet. Come climb down from the moral high ground. Get off the high horse. Climb down because otherwise, you know what happens when you have a nosebleed? It just goes and goes and goes. Okay? Yeah. Climb down. Climb down. Let 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 the token egg white speak, please. Yeah, last time I shit myself, so no, it wasn't no bleeds actually. <laughs> so it's fine. But carry on, yeah, please. <laughs> oh yeah, I've really got them all high ground here, guys. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, you you know, like tw- you know, like twenty episodes ago, we had this whole stupid thing of like, I'm living in my car and I'm doing this kind of thing and blah, I'm living <laughs> where you are. That, now that we don't have to do that bullshit no more, right? Because we've moved on. <laughs> I'm podcasting in the car because I've got people in the house that I can up live in. And I don't <laughs> want them hearing me unedited talking cobblers. Because when it's edited, we actually sound vaguely professional. So if I sit in the car close enough to the public house so I can get the Wi-Fi that I pay for just so I can speak freely to you. Then edit down all the stuff that's going to be Shane Gillis-esque. Right? <laughs> so, I shit, basically what I'm trying to say is I shit myself in the car, the car stank, and I wish I had a nosebleed that day, but it didn't really pan out that way. <laughs> so next time I do a podcast, I'm going to do a podcast with you on the toilet, and I'm going to cover all bases. I've got toilet roll on the right to cover my nose, and I've got the toilet seat open in case I shit myself. Anyway, where were you? That's the Jerry Springer rant. So, I mean, that's, as a final thought, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> I think we should just end it there. Thanks. Bye. Shit myself in the pants. And egg white. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So so what I was saying is you're the worst. You're the worst kind of work work guy because you've got to say one thing and not do the other. But but please watch at least watch one episode. Right. I'm going to persist. I'm going to persist and watch and watch the rest of the series. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is is right. So yeah, it's not very good. And it is, and it is a very. It seems to be uh, just a complete pack mentality. Because at the end of the day, we're human beings, and we all we are is just animals, and we are just we would just have that pack mentality still. As soon as and we and complete like need and lust for validation. So and and oh look at me, we have to be part of something. We have to join something, whether or not that's good or bad. And and we don't really look at the the impact that that's having on on or the consequences of of that need has in in this case 
everyone is jumping on the bandwagon and say something is terrible, something is shit, and they might not have even seen it, just so people can go, oh, yeah, that's really funny. Oh, my God, yeah, let's be friends. Yeah, that, you know, okay, do you know what the really problem bad. I have? In, in Twitter, in, tw- in Twitter, so so what and sure is, is saying is is that uh, thank you just you know she, she helped write write and exec produce this this um uh, project which you know good on her she's she's making she's making a way in the industry and and you just put someone you'd have basically put her off the, the going into an industry and doing what she really wanted to do now we're not at your level at all so complete hat, hats off to you basically we're completely jealous and we want to be where you are if, if we're going to be totally honest let's let's just put that put that out there pitching and writing but, is not easy but as soon as you put something subjective out there and you do something subjective and that's the whole point it's subjective no one is going to like everything that you do and that's good that is the best thing also that no one's going not everyone's going to like the same thing because every if if everyone liked the same thing we'd all be the same it would all be very boring we'd probably just find a way of that being wrong and decide to to all try and kill each other for that reason the great thing is that everyone doesn't like the same thing and and that's you know variation and that's that i think that's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing oh sorry i said i you're I, getting I, emotional now yeah, sorry i even i said you know we mate. haven't won any awards so you don't have to do the awards said, speech the most controversial subject has been discussed which our lawyers have told us to remove <laughs> it's not inappropriate for you to say that but it's probably very unwoke again <laughs> to say that comment fair enough <laughs> The, Your Honour, I'd like that stricken from the record. The unwoke Asian guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm half asleep half the time, as everyone probably notices. So, not far from the truth. So, so uh, but I think if you're two going, things, two things, two things, I, I got. I'm wrapping up. I'm wrapping up. So, if you're going into a business like this, in, into the show business, you, do, you have to have a thick skin, and also, you know, you have to. You're you're going to be surrounded by people who tell you that you're you're doing amazing and you're brilliant because we've seen that as well. You see that people treating talent as fawning. if they're as if they're royalty with the utmost yeah, yeah. respect, fawning them. Yeah. <clears throat> and 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 so so when you're kind of getting getting doing really well and getting into those positions, people will just say what they think you want to hear. So they'll be saying. Oh yeah! Oh my God! It's amazing! Oh my God! That's so great! That's so amazing! Yeah, that's so fantastic! Oh my! Oh my life! That is the best thing ever! Did you just think of that? Oh, you're so talented! Oh really? And and I think you need to remain kind of grounded. You need to actually remain self-critical. You obviously believe in yourself, but obviously be you have that kind of like that self-criticism in your mind. I don't know where I'm going with this, by the way. Can I say something? Her reaction is very sad, but. But I think don't give up. Just d- learn from this and make something. Go and make something better and show everyone. So, so basically, it's two failed comedians <laughs> telling someone who's got uh, got a show finally made, and we're telling them. <laughs> Carry on. Don't worry. Don't listen to the haters. Don't. It's fine. Don't make our mistakes. <laughs> don't make our mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> don't make our mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah talk- <laughs> <laughs> Okay, look, two problems here. Two problems I got, right? Which I which I should have like flagged right at the beginning. Hang on, hang on. So the location, the any... location Go podcast has turned has turned in, into into uh, fa- failed failed bitter angry comedians advise <laughs> successful young hope uh, who who basically is already in every way infinitely better and more successful than we will ever be. Yes. <laughs> okay, two problems I've got with with the Holden girls. One, 
I think the Twitter is just evil, right? They'll just pile into anything for for mentioning kind of like things. But the other thing is, I think it's just they've not done anything you would remark as original. They just got Amanda Holden in this very idea of like, oh, she's a celebrity. Then her mum stays with her. Then it's Lee Francis. I can see the funny bits around the funny ideas behind it. But it's, you know, it's like that could have been done in 1985 on ITV on a Saturday tea time. And it, I just realised, no one notices this. It's a remake, comedic remake of Tatty Danielle. Do you know what Tatty Danielle is? What, what is Tatty Danielle, Wokey? For all of our diverse friends who love learning new languages, Tatty is also Punjabi for shit. Uh, I think it's a French film, so I'm going to have to have that confirmed. But Tatty Danielle was an art film where there's this family living their life and doing all that, and their grandmother stays with them. And the, the comedy element around it is, guess what? The grandmother is a complete shit. So she says, speaks her mind. I think you relate to her, Egg White. So she speaks her mind at a dinner table and fends everybody. I think she just does a dirty protest. I made that one up. And she basically does everything that are all the plot points of the Holden Girls. It's a 1990s black comedy. What, 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 what happened to you? What happened to you? What, what You're doing a shitload of research, which is good. It, it's a 1990s French black comedy. Yeah. Right? Critically acclaimed. Yep. And you, you know, so, we have critically acclaimed. No, it's not even. It's not even. Oh, we had influence from from this. <laughs> they've, they've stolen it, hook, line, and sinker, and taken something which is which was actually quite witty and and inspirational, and was kind of yeah trying trying to <laughs> say say something, and turned it into somehow. Do you know? Do you know what I? Do you know what I thought when I was watching it? Yeah, Mrs. Brown's boys. You know what? A lot of people compared it to... I mean, everyone slags off Mrs. Brown Boys. Yeah, it's a massive hit, which I've got no problem with. And should I watch that as well? Should I watch that series? I mean, I mean you just you should definitely watch it. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? Because I've got to edit this podcast and take out all the guff, which is like pretty much half of it, three quarters maybe. I'm going to watch an episode of Mrs. Brown Brown's Boys and an episode of The Holden Girls. And as a right to reply right at the end, I will give my thoughts on it. In the woke, woke final thought. Yes, in a woke final thought, because, you know, I mean, again, we've talked about it. I'm not going to repeat the whole thing because you can listen to the last episode if you want. But, you know, I like the edgy, different, challenging stereotypes kind of comedy. And this doesn't. This is just grumpy old woman coming to live with celebrity. But it's a grumpy old woman who isn't a woman. It's 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 a, a man. Oh, look, it's a man pretending to be a woman. <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? That's funny. <laughs> well, to be honest, drag is all in. Mrs. Brown's boys, the kids in the hall, they always dress up in drag, and I love that series. And I've got no problem with uh, Lee Francis dressing up as a girl, as an old it's, woman. It's not just, just, just up, basically not just, let loose. It's not it's just you. dressing up as a woman. It, it's dressing up as, as an older woman. And, and playing on, on complete lazy stereotypes. So, you know, the stereotype of as you get older, and you do, as you as as we both know, as you get older, you give a shit less, right? And so, by you know, so living with your gran, your gran has seen most things that you, you've you you've seen and you've experienced, and just it's just like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So so has, really doesn't worry, doesn't care about about what they look like, how they come across 
doesn't care if people like them, isn't seeking everyone's validation. That's not new. That's not a new thing. But but it's just playing when you're trying to defend something without even watching it, which is fair play to you, having just tried to to, uh, to just slag off and jump on the bandwagon, by the way. You massive hypocritical shit. <laughs> massive hypocritical shit. And egg white. But watch it. But you you watch can't it see and this. Tell I'm me, tell me, right tell me in your right of reply whether or not I am wrong and it is and and there is something far greater than just lazy stereotypes. Okay. I'll ask me if there's nuance in it. Lazy stereotypes and <laughs> funny faces. <laughs> you know that, lead, that lead those funny faces. He's good at that. I don't mind funny faces. I don't mind funny faces, but it's kind of... It's got to have a place, isn't it? A funny if, face if, has to have a place. Yeah, it doesn't a, really work at a funeral. That's what you're saying. It doesn't so, really work so, at, like... At, at, a, at a car crash. Yeah, it's not good to smile. Is that what you're saying? We, we are influenced by very good things, by amazing things, but a lot of what we make is at a guff. Yes. I know. And, it's, it's like, it's like we take that. all the best things that we watch and don't learn from it this is this is brilliant this is this is basically saying oh you know what who's who's popular you know what we've been sitting around for best part of last year twiddling our thumbs we haven't got any better ideas (laughs) well what can we do oh my god i just saw this movie i just saw this movie we saw this movie from the 90s it's french right oh my god how (laughs) art house am i how art house am i guys did you watch it on a double bill with Lahane? Lahane? <laughs> Those sitcom with Lahane where they live in like housing estates and where there's guns and violence, but they make it to comedy with Lee Francis playing a grandmother. You can see how this character can it was, it was be transposed it was anywhere. Tri- it was actually a triple bill with uh, with uh, with Breathless right at the end. It was <laughs> it was sandwiched in between. Do you know what they should do? They should basically have Lee Francis's character transposed into Inglorious Bastards. The grandmother <laughs> dropped behind enemy lines with a machine gun. Fuck you! I've seen everything. I mean, Shoots to, everyone. To be honest, that that would that would be a, that would be a lot of funny. Do you know um, what? Okay, can I just mention one thing that was woke before it was woke? Yeah. Mickey Mouse in Vietnam. You heard of it? <laughs> you just made this up. No, I am not. I am not. <laughs> only because you're actually researching and doing some stuff that someone, anyone who listens to this, goes, I actually learned something today. So I'm going to pitch in with that. So, in, in, I think 1967, you're going to type this up now, Mickey Mouse in Vietnam. It's in Wikipedia. Yeah. So, someone did an animated movie as a protest, I think, either against the Vietnam War, but using Mickey Mouse. And it disappeared for 40 years. Then some user uploaded it, I think, 2014. And everyone thought the film was lost. So, all it is is Mickey Mouse. I wonder if Disney's actually going to, like, stop us from saying this. It's great. Mm-hmm. Basically, Mickey Mouse walks up to this army recruitment center. It's very crude animation. Joins up the army, he's on the ship, goes to Vietnam, walks through the forest, gets shot in the head, falls down, obviously, and there's his tracking shot, a zoom-in shot from above, goes into him, and his smile goes into a frown. And that is the entire film. That was critically acclaimed as ground, not groundbreaking, but controversial in any sense. 
don't know where I'm going with that one. I'm just reading about it now online, and apparently it was the inspiration for Oliver Stone's platoon. Oh, oh, I don't remember. And and that's that's Charlie. What's his name? What's his name? Charlie Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. When when he fell to his knees and just put his hands up in the air, and he was just like. (laughs) I did not know that Oliver Stone did a Disney homage. Imagine that, Mister Conspiracy himself. Back and uh, to the left. F- for legal. Back and to the left. For legal reasons, that's not true. I just made that. Can I tell you a quick digress? Yeah. It was a massive digress. But I was working with this guy. And he's got loads and loads of allergies. He'll never listen to this podcast anyway because I didn't really tell him we're going to do his this. Name. So, Say his name. Say his name. Say his name. But no, I just found it mildly amusing. I was just talking to him last night. I've only worked with him for two days, and he's got, he's, he's in his early twenties, but he's got he's he's telling me I've got. He's got allergies for like loads of weird shit. So he's telling me, he goes, oh, yeah, no, I can't eat Indian food. I, I can't eat Chinese food because of this. And I can't eat, you know, Middle Eastern food with certain dishes and all that. And I just looked at him and went, you're racist. You know, hoping to get one of those awkward, like, laughter things off him. And he just looked at me and goes, no, no, I'm not racist. My stomach's racist. I thought that was a good comeback. <laughs> I'm going to put applause there afterwards, by the way. Uh, so, sorry, with, your, really, with, uh, your, with your lack of laughter, I'm going to put an applause sorry, sorry, just to sorry. prove a point because I, I thought, thought that was funny. I I, th- I thought this story was going to go on longer, right? And I could dip in and out of it. So I, I started <laughs> I, st- I started reading an email. <laughs> you, you, do you know what? You've just summed up every every person who's ever listed a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Dipping in and out of it. You know what? We should call this we one, we shouldn't call it just a tip anymore because you don't give tips out to anybody. If we gave Amanda Holden, in fact, we gave the screenwriter advice, but I didn't give Amanda Holden and Lee Francis advice. Otherwise, we can genuinely call it just a tip. We should just call it you might as well dip in and out of this show. <laughs> Deep in and out, and egg white. That's all it is. I don't think anyone's ever done that. I don't think anyone has been as self-deprecating about their own talents as we have. <laughs> our own, our own talent. <laughs> but do you know what? Do you know what? I think that's a good thing because most people who like co- comics, podcasts, comedy podcasts, all that, they 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 have this frontage of like, yeah, we're confident people. We are very confident people. But we're honest about it because, no, we're not really confident. We're just going to tell you we're not confident. <laughs> and on, the stuff you say is not really going to land. On stage, they're, they're like, yeah, man, we're really confident. This is our show. And then, and then you know, like in their autobiography, and, and they open up about and how, how actually the, their lack of confidence has kind of, you know, shaped their life and kind of crippled them emotionally and all this kind of thing. Whereas we say no we are actually rubbish um and <laughs> have no confidence and we're not really funny and but the thing is do people really want to the, yes people, they want positivity the they don't want to hear someone go oh fucking hell people just... want people people say on you know they oh yeah i really i really like it because i connect with it and that's why that's why you know we're on social media because we kind of connect it's like that level of honesty we kind of we it's like behind the looking glass we kind of we get to get to see kind of people who they really are and it's like are you are you really seeing who these celebrities really are being really honest and true to themselves or are you seeing a very manipulated kind of this is what we, i want you to see yes are they being as honest as we are and just saying actually 
we are not funny, unsuccessful. <laughs> we're, 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 we're under the underdogs. <laughs> um, no, no, okay, can I, give you, can I give you an anecdotal story that's sort of related to this? Yes. Of what you just said about, you know, people exuding confidence. You know, I think I'll most... try not to read the email. <laughs> Don't read the email, it doesn't really matter. I'm just going to talk anyway. I will say I have finished at the end of it, so you can sort of pretend laugh. But okay. you know Peter, you know Peter Serafenowitz? Yes. He's very funny. Don't get me wrong. Really like his stuff. He's, you know, he's done Sassy Trump and all that. So my friend and his girlfriend went to watch one of his live shows. And all, and he's a big fan. I mean, I, I wasn't there. He's a big fan. He loves his stuff. And you sat in the audience. And Peter Serafenowitz, for his show, he just stood there just doing one-liners. But he, he did very, not, fairly unfunny one-liners. Whether he was being ironic or not, that's fine. And so he just, like, say, one-liner. I went to the shop the other day. Nothing was there. That kind of thing. And he just did the whole show like that. And, and my friend was like, oh, this is where you become into a belief pattern, right? My friend was walking out going, oh, the, the, no, there must be something nuance. Yeah, oh, no, there must be. No, the, the, he did that on purpose. He, you know, it's a Charlie Kaufman thing where he just read like a, a story on stage and everyone's expecting comedy. Then we were standing next to this person who's another audience member he didn't know. He just turned around and goes, that was shit. And my friend turned around and goes, Oh, right. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 okay. It wasn't just me then. Do you know what I mean? But in fairness, I think he used that as a template for something that was funny, but not funny. The droning on not comedy. I can't remember what he actually used it for. And I'm sure a year or two down the line, that was template for something. I finished. <laughs> oh my God. Amazing. Excellent. Amazing what do you point. think of that then? Uh, I wholeheartedly agree. Apart from... <laughs> The third point, when I can't really agree. <laughs> yeah. So, what did your email say then? Uh, no, no. So, <laughs> I. Think uh, winning on a holiday in Jamaica. In, in that, it, it, in that scenario, that's kind of that. That's that's a that's a that's a positive thing, though, isn't it? Because so he he did the show, which obviously he didn't land with your friend. I don't know what how it landed with with everyone else. They but, thought it was you shit. Know, it, yeah, it, 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 so it didn't land. But then, you know, he he then. He used that and came back with with something else, which know, is I... which which is which is amazing. Which is which is basically you you articulated far better than than I, than I was trying to do. I mean, we really should start doing kind of self help positive. What's what's the word? What's the word? Positive thinking, kind of. Yeah. Pod, pod, Constructive thinking. Yeah. Well, I think we should start doing doing those, man. There are too many <laughs> of those out there. We do anti-constructive thinking. So so we people. So we, we basically pinpoint people who've been basically gut punched artistically. And we say, don't worry, it's OK. Then we'll get them to guess on our podcast while they're crying. We don't even need to do that. All we need to do is, is we, we find these people, we sit them down, say it's going to be OK. And then we play Tud Thumping by Chumbawamba to them. Excellent. On repeat, on repeat 10 times. I get knocked down, but I get up again. Do you know who we should get next? Yeah. Who we should talk about and try to get on our show, Roy uh, Chubby Brown, because <laughs> that that's sort of like that's like negative and positive energy just hitting each other, massive explosion. Because you know he's he's anti woke and he's I mean, he has anti woke written on his sleeve, and he's going to be on our show, and he's you know it's going to be like a meeting of mine. You're like Frost Nixon. It's going to no, he's just going to basically be just monologuing all the time. Yeah, but the thing, the, thing, so, the thing is, the thing is, if we if we actually, you know could get Roy Joby Brown on our show. Don't you think it's going to be an anti-climax when, if it turns out that he's actually a really, really lovely bloke and you get on really well with him? 
and you just, actually, end, you just end up sit, sitting in a pub having having a Guinness with him for like two and a half hours. And then it's the most boring podcast in the world because it's just like it's just like you just you you and him just kind of getting along really nicely, and and, and I'm there kind of in your ear, kind of producing, going, no, no, where's the conflict, Wokey? Where's the conflict? <laughs> what conflict, Egg White? You made like some very this. good points, but you know, I mean, obviously, you two aren't going to like this. What is the point, Wokey? Could, could you could you briefly just sum up for for some of the fans who who and listeners who might not have heard the story, and especially some of the people who are listening in America? We love you, Virginia. All right, you probably have to like Google this because you've got a computer in front of you, and I haven't. But basically, with this anti woke, with this wokeism just happening all the time, basically all of some of his some of the cities are actually banning him from performing in their town halls, in their venues, and he's now. Basically being silenced by by the woke by by basically extinction extinction rebellion. They're I'm just going to fact you're check you. You're destroying the I'm, planet and you're I'm destroying just gonna my ears. Check. I'm just going to fact check you right now, right, really quickly. So basically, he he was set to do a show in che- on the she- in Sheffield City Hall, which is which is uh, a you know an amazing venue of of about two thousand people, and he uh, the, the, all of a sudden the council said that. Um, they cancelled his show, saying that they, uh, it, it, like his his humour wasn't. They wouldn't want to be associated with with Roy Chubbett Brown, and uh, I think it was, it was something insane. Like twenty thousand or fifty thousand people signed signed a petition for him to get back and play the uh, Sheffield City Hall, when in reality, it's a two thousand seater stadium. He'd only sold two hundred seats. That's it. <laughs> So the 20,000 people who wouldn't even get out their armchair and out of the house. Okay, COVID kind of thing. They don't want to like leave their house. They not, they're not willing to go to a venue to see Roy Chubby Brown. But they're willing to sit in their sofa and just basically write a petition or email a petition saying, I disagree wholeheartedly with this. He should be allowed to play. I'm not going to watch him, but he's going to play. I don't know. There, there's a bit of a weird dynamic there. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's pretty much exactly what's happened. But but to talk about Roy Chubby Brown, there was actually an op stock about Roy Chubby Brown, I think about 10 years ago, which I watched. This is before I became woke and like, oh, you know, whoa, okay, you know. But they followed him. He went into an Indian restaurant, ordered a load of food. He was nice to the staff. Whether he's doing this just for the camera or not, but I think he was. But he was nice to the staff. He was like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, the manager came out because the manager wasn't woke. He's probably 70-year-old. Indian guy, just like celebrity in my restaurant. I don't care what you do. You know, this guy dressed up in the weirdest clothes and on the, you know, goggles on the head. But he and he bought everybody, all the staff, a beer each. Do you is think that, that was anti woke bribery? Is that what is that what why you want him on the show just so he can buy you a drink? Well, I mean, well, no, because well, how, I don't know. Well, how's he going to do that? He's wherever he lives. Can you fact check where he lives? If, you if, if, you, if you if you if he bought you a drink, would you would you like him? No, I'm not bribing bald. You can't. No, you, you, that's a trick question. You can't bribe me. <laughs> Say yes, then. <laughs> I, I'm like Kevin Costner of the Untouchables. <laughs> I'm uncorruptible. Now, if it was like gold, gold, gold chain or trinkets or something or a brand new car, then I might be swayed. Uh, I think I think he lives somewhere. Well, he somewhere. lives in Hampstead now. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he's originally from Yorkshire. I think he. I think he's. I think he's a Yorkshire boy still. Yeah, but he goes to some pub in Hampstead Heath with Michael Palin. <laughs> fame hasn't fame hasn't corrupted me at all. 
I can still sell 200 <laughs> tickets in some 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 hall in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Palin and Roy Chobby Brown going for a pint. That's they're, 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 <laughs> Well, there we are. We, we, should, we should sell that idea to to, uh, to podcast it. No, sell it to ITV as like a remake of Tatty Danielle. <laughs> there we, we have Michael Palin as the woman. Oh, hello, Roy. Oh, Roy. Oh, <laughs> no, you know, because he dressed up as a woman, didn't he, in the Python series? Yeah, hang on, hang on. So, so what the Monty Python series, right? And and the women and when they portray women, oh, it's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. Would would would? I mean, I mean, how do you feel about that kind of portrayal? Well, that's 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 uncriticizable. They, they it's just so outrageous. The characters. It wasn't taking the piss out of old people or anyone else. It was just what's his name dressed up as a woman with a high pitched voice, being completely outrageous, or just over the top. Not outrageous. You know, if she took her clothes off, then that would be outrageous. You're Googling. Have you read another email no, since I've been ranting? You didn't, you didn't really answer the question. That's... Oh, fucking hell, what are you a judge you now? Didn't, you didn't really answer the question because, <laughs> because basically, as soon as it comes to, to anything like Monty Python, you go, oh, can't, I can't, oh, can't say anything. Oh, can't say anything that people might think is bad about Monty Python. Well, no, but they weren't. They weren't making fun of... Actually, they were. They were making fun of 1950s women. So I think we need to get a 1950s woman who's still alive and ask them. Why? You're woke. You explain to me. He's gone. He's gone. I think I think I've just unwoked the woke Asian guy. It was at this point the call came to an abrupt end. Here's why. I'm going to send you a picture of what happened and you're going to describe to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> okay so it is a, a screenshot of of a thermometer with a temperature uh hitting well the, the red kind of liquid in the thermometer is pretty high and it says iphone needs to cool down before you can use it and then push emergency button so so you basically your your phone um went quite literally into a meltdown phone overheating and egg white 